It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, December 1st. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The well-known Russian Orthodox missionary and scholar, Archpriest Michael James Alexa, has died at the age of 76 in Anchorage following a stroke. His death was confirmed by the Russian Orthodox Diocese of Sitka and Alaska early Wednesday morning. Alexa served as a priest in more than a dozen Alaska Native villages across the state over his more than 50 years in Alaska. Retired priest Father Martin Nikolai of Quithluk worked with Alaska on Yupik translations of documents related to Orthodox history in Alaska. He says Alexa had deep ties to the local community. He married into a Quithluk family. He was very close to the Yupik community. Is instrumental in a lot of things, not only for the church in Alaska, but for the uh, Alaska Native peoples in general. Most recently, Alexa played a key role in the process of nominating Olga Michael of Quithluk to become the first female Orthodox saint in North America, as well as the first ever Yupik saint. Alexa met St. Olga when he served as deacon in Quithluk in the 1970s and spent years compiling the testimonies necessary for her official naming as a saint. Alexa was born on March 16, 1947, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and came to Alaska in 1970 from St. Vladimir's Seminary in New York at the invitation of Alutuk Village Old Harbor on Kodiak Island. Alexa was a leader in cross-cultural communication in Alaska and a student of Alaska Native languages and cultures. He taught at multiple universities in Alaska and published books on Russian Orthodox history. He earned his Ph.D. in Slovakia in 1988 with an emphasis on Alaska Native history during the Alaska-Russian period. Alexa is survived by his wife and children. The Federal Transit Administration announced Thursday that rural ferries in Alaska will receive about $132 million. The federal money comes from a ferry grant program funded by the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. The Alaska Marine Highways fleet has started showing its age, and the state is struggling to keep the ships staffed. Over the past year alone, there have been significant cuts to service. In an address Thursday announcing the new windfall, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski said the funds represent, quote, a big fat deal for Alaskans who rely on the service. I grew up using the ferry system to get around southeast, and I know how important the Alaska Marine Highway system is to so many Alaskan families. By supporting operations across the state and replacing the Testamina serving southwest Alaska, We're helping connect coastal communities across our state. $92 million of the grant will contribute to a project to replace the Tustamina, a passenger ferry connecting communities in southwest and south-central Alaska. The deteriorating vessel, affectionately known as the Rusty Tusty, is almost 60 years old. Its replacement will be the state's first diesel-electric hybrid ferry. The state is required to match at least $23 million for this portion of the grant but the remaining $38 million of the grant does not require a match. That portion is marked for improving the Marine Highway's workforce and vessels, as well as increasing service to rural communities. Murkowski said the federal funding will help sustain ferry service to rural communities, and she said this is a critical opportunity to transform the crumbling system. I encourage the state to smartly take advantage of these investments. The future of the Alaska Marine Highway system depends on their efforts and contribution. To date, the 2021 bipartisan infrastructure law has brought a total of $716 million to support projects to revitalize the Alaska Marine Highway system. 
The Alaska Marine Highway Operations Board will meet to discuss the ferry system's long-term operational budget from 12.30 to 4.30 p.m. today. The public can access that meeting live by phone or by searching online for AMHOB. The drama students of Ketchikan High School are the only theater troupe in Alaska licensed to perform the official Broadway musical, Frozen. The K-High Drama Kings were chosen by Disney in a national competition as one of 55 schools in the country given the rights to perform the play, which has never before been seen off-Broadway. In honor of the play's Alaskan debut, Ketchikan City Mayor Dave Kiefer announced that until December 3rd, Ketchikan has been renamed Arendelle. KRBD's Jack Darrell reports on the opening night festivities in the wet winter kingdom. A large crowd is gathered on Mission Street. Normally they'd be standing underneath the iconic Welcome to Ketchikan sign. On this rainy Friday, though, a banner hangs over the street that says Welcome to Arendelle in big blue letters. Mayor Dave Kiefer addresses the crowd. Whereas the K-High Drama Kings have been honored by being chosen by the Walt Disney Company, Musical Theater International, and the International Festival Society to present the Alaskan debut of Frozen, the Broadway musical, and whereas the Drama Kings are the Alaska High School winners of the National United States of Frozen musical competition. Kiefer stands beneath the new sign holding a proclamation, flanked on both sides by the K-High Drama Kings. And whereas the K.I. Drama King's production of Frozen will honor the musical's message of love and acceptance. Therefore, I, Dave Kiefer, Mayor of the City of Ketchikan, hereby declare that from November 24th to December 3rd, 2023, Ketchikan will be known as Arendale. And the city motto will be, the rain never bothered us anyway. The crowd is all ages. Kids on their parents' shoulders, cheering teenagers, elderly photo takers. The mayor's proclamation is just the beginning. It kicks off a series of celebrations before the upcoming Friday night premiere. The excitement is palpable. I'm excited for to see how this play turns out. Aurora Hop is dressed as her favorite character, wearing a light blue princess dress. For it's going to be so magical. Every, almost every seat in the auditorium is going to be filled. And I feel like this is a big, like a big, most popular show ever that almost everybody wants to see. Do you like Frozen? Have you seen it before? Yes, I have seen it way too many times to count. Her sister Anaya Hop is dressed the same way. Anaya, who's almost nine, says she helped with costume design. We like Frozen because we're sisters. And we shared rooms, and we, we like Frozen because it's sisters, and we're sisters. Aurora, Anaya, and the other newly minted citizens of Arendelle head across town to Parnassus Books to meet with the cast and crew. Tommy Varela Kosak is the mastermind behind the new play. He's the theater teacher and play director at K-High. He says the theme of the national competition was Love is an Open Door. And it wasn't hard for him to show how his drama club embodied that. So, of course, living in southeast Alaska, we were like, oh, well, we're probably closest out of any 50 states to, like, what actually inspired the world of Frozen. And It also wasn't hard for them to put their unique spin on it. 
our set is inspired by Southeast and, and uh, you know, Elsa's ice, everything being in, inspired by glaciers. And, and the color story that we try to use for our show is all inspired by, by the nature and the beauty of the natural world of Southeast Alaska. Behind him, a toddler tears through the bookshelves to hug Olaf the snowman. Do you hear it? You hear it? You hear let it go? In the play, Anna and Elsa are princesses of Arendelle. Elsa has ice powers and Anna doesn't. It creates a rift between them and on her coronation day, Elsa accidentally sends the entire kingdom into an eternal winter and then goes into exile. The rest of the play explores the sisters' journey to resolve their conflict. With the premiere fast approaching, the musical stars and choreographers invite attendees to the dance studio to learn the dances from the musical. Chaselyn Spencer plays Elsa. She's had to rehearse these dances many times. It's been a lot of pressure, but it's also been a lot of fun and probably the best learning experience in theater that I have ever gotten. And it's not a role that she takes lightly. It feels like an honor because this is such a huge thing for everyone in Ketchikan and Alaska. Then opening night finally arrives. Red carpet is outside the Ketchikan High School Auditorium. They're billing it as a pre-coronation block party. Hanan Akabi, a senior at Ketchikan High School, plays Anna, sister of Elsa, heir to the throne of Arendelle, and one of the show's leads. In her words, she's been in like a bajillion plays, but none like this. This is the biggest show I have ever done, and yeah, I'm like a lead, so it's really cool. <laughs> she's standing with other cast members at the front of the auditorium before curtain. It's honestly so fulfilling, like... The dynamic of this, like, we have ages from 7 to 18, and we're just, like, all having a blast. <laughs> Oliver Wutski agrees. He's a junior and plays Oaken, the Norwegian shopkeeper. Um, I really like Oaken. Um, I haven't taken on a Norwegian accent, so that's fun to do. And um, I think this cast is super great. Um, out of all the casts I've been in, I feel like this one has the most positivity. The curtain closes on Frozen's Alaska opening night to a standing ovation. In Arendelle, I'm Jack Darrell. Taking a look at the community calendar. United Methodist Church's Giving Tree is set up in the Wells Fargo Bank lobby for all to pick up a tag to find a gift for the described person through Monday, December 18th. Unwrapped gifts are to be returned to the bank with tags attached. Gifts will be shared with the Sitka Pioneers Home, Sitka Long-Term Care, Sitkins Against Family Violence, Sitka Youth Advocates, and Head Start. Those with questions can call Julia Smith at 907-738-6336. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.